The Jack Benny Program, transcribed and presented by Lucky Strike. You know, friends, nothing, no nothing beats better taste. And remember... Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. For Lucky Strike means fine tobacco, richer tasting. Fine tobacco. Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky Strike. Lucky Strike. Have you smoked a fresh cigarette lately? You have if you've smoked a Lucky Strike. For Luckies are definitely fresher. And it takes real freshness to bring you real deep-down smoking enjoyment. Light up a Lucky and prove that to yourself. You'll find the Luckies taste better. Not only fresher, but cleaner and smoother, too. That's because they're made of fine, light, naturally mild tobacco. And because they're made better. Every Lucky is made round and firm and fully packed to draw freely and smoke evenly. And every pack of Luckies is extra tightly sealed so that you get that fine tobacco flavor in all its freshness. So be happy. Go lucky. Get the better taste you want in a cigarette and get it fresh. Luckies taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky strike. Lucky strike. Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, Bob Crosby, and yours truly, Don Wood. Ladies and gentlemen, immediately following this radio program, Jack will do another of his television shows over the entire CBS network. And after his TV show, Jack leaves for San Francisco, where he opens at the Kern Theater tomorrow for a three-week engagement. At the moment, Jack is at home taking care of last-minute details. Rochester, I told you when you finished packing my bags to bring them down here to the den. I'm sorry, boss, but I was on the phone all morning making all those phone calls for you. Oh, yes. Did you call Miss Livingston and tell her I want her to pick me up in an hour? No, sir. Why didn't you phone her? I ran out of dimes. <laughs> Rochester, haven't I told you that if you hit the coin box as you dial the last number, sometimes you get the dime back. I know, but I can't reach the coin box. You can't reach it? Why not? The phone is upside down from you hitting it so much. <laughs> Look, Rochester. We've got the only phone in Beverly Hills with a cauliflower ear. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, I told Miss Livingston yesterday that I wanted her to pick me up. She won't forget. Now, are you sure you got my bags all packed for San Francisco? Uh huh. Good. And I want you to carry my violin carefully so nothing happens to it. You're not taking your violin to San Francisco, are you? Well, certainly I am. Why shouldn't I? Look, boss, 47 years ago, they had an earthquake. Let's leave them alone. <laughs> Roger, I can see this is going to be one of your witty days. And I don't like... Answer that, please, while I finish packing. Yes, sir. Mr. Benny's residence. Hello, Rochester. This is Bob Crosby. Is uh, Mr. Benny there? Sure. Just hold the phone. It's Bob Crosby for you, boss. Oh, thanks. Hello? Hi, Jack. Yeah, I hate to disturb you, but I've got to ask a little favor. Certainly. What is it? 
Well, this is rather embarrassing, but, well, well, would you lend me $500? What'd you call for, Bob? Jack, I'm not joking. I need $500, and I need it immediately. Hmm. Well, look, I'll lend it to you, but let's be businesslike about it. Well, certainly. I, I'm willing to sign a note and pay interest and everything. Hmm, $500. What have you got to put up as collateral? Well, my home is paid for. That's worth $50,000. What else? I've got nothing else. <laughs> I've got nothing else. Uh, you said it once. That's all. <laughs> That's pretty tough. Look, Bob, if you need money, why don't you get it from your brother, Bing? Oh, Jack, I just hate to borrow from Bing. Well, why don't you try to get it from the California bank? Well, I told you, I just hate to borrow from Bing. <laughs> That's right, he does own that, doesn't he? Yeah. Besides, Bing is even worse than you about the collateral that he makes you put up. Really? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I borrowed some money from 15 years ago, and I haven't been able to pay it back, and he's still keeping my collateral. No kidding. What did you... From Bing, what'd you give him for collateral? Well, I... Wait a minute. This isn't a party line, is it? No. <laughs> well, no one can hear us, can they? No, no. And you promise you won't tell anyone about this? I promise. Now, tell me, what did Bing make you put up as collateral? Well, I guess I can trust you. Mm -hmm. Gary is really my son. <laughs> oh, Stop. Well, Bob, let me think about it for a while. And I'll tell you what, call me back later, will you? Okay, Jack. Yeah. What did Mr. Crosby want, boss? Well, he wanted to borrow $500 from me. No kidding. Who's going to be your orchestra leader next year? <laughs> Don't be silly. I never fire anyone just for asking. Of course, if it gets to be a habit, that's probably Mary. I'll get it. Oh, hello, Mr. Benny. Oh, hello, Dennis. Come on in. How do you feel, Mr. Benny? Fine, fine. Is the radio show all prepared for next Sunday? Yeah, yeah, it's all written. Have I got a big part in it? Yep. That's too bad. I'm quitting today. <laughs> You're quitting? Uh-huh. I'm going east for a tryout with the Brooklyn Dodgers. <laughs> oh, fine. Last year, you were going to swim the channel. Now you're going to try out with the Brooklyn Dodgers. The first place, you don't know anything about baseball. Oh, yes, I do. Professional baseball runs in my family. Oh, your father used to play? No, my mother. <laughs> your mother played baseball? Sure, and she played for three years with the Bloomer Girls. Oh, a girls team. Well, that's different. What position did she cover? My mother was in the outfield. Right field or left field? Center field, too, when she wasn't wearing a girdle. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis, look. 
If I confess to you that I'm not 39 and admit that I'm really a tired old man, will you leave me alone? (laughs) That's not too much to ask. Is it, kid? No, okay. Now, the first thing is to forget about trying out with the Brooklyn Dodgers. Let me hear the song you're going to do on Sunday's show. Okay. is really beautiful. You know, not only is it a great tune, but, well, Dennis, I've got to tell you something. You've been with me 14 years now, and as each year passes, your voice becomes better and better. In fact, right now, I'll go as far as to say that today you're the finest tenor in show business. When are you going to San Francisco? San Francisco. I know, I know. (laughs) For heaven's sakes, kid, what's wrong with you? Here I pay you the greatest compliment you've ever gotten, and you change the subject. Well, my mother told me to ignore compliments. 
Why? She doesn't want me to be a big ham. <laughs> oh. Like you. Dennis, if there's one thing that makes me mad, one thing, it's anyone calling me a ham. If anything, I'm too modest. Excuse me. Certainly nothing hammy about me. Hello, Jack. Oh, hi, Mary. Jack, your sign fell down, and I put it back up. Oh, the no parking sign? No, the one that says, Home of Jack Benny, world's greatest comedian. <laughs> oh, yes, I put it up after the Academy Award. Come on in, Mary. Oh, hello, Dennis. Hello, Mary. Jack, don't you want me to drive you to the studio? I thought you were in a hurry. Oh, I've got time. Besides, my agent is sending over a couple of acts for me to audition for my personal appearance in San Francisco. Well, I thought your stage show was all set. It is, Mary. I've got that wonderful singer, Giselle McKenzie. I got the Will Maston Trio featuring Sammy Davis Jr. and a terrific sister act. But we still need a short novelty for the opening. But, Jack, I thought that act was all set. You told me you are going to hire Bosco, the famous talking dog. I was, Mary, but I changed my mind after the audition. Why, couldn't Bosco talk? Oh, he talked all right. He had an amazing vocabulary, but he couldn't read the script. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad I didn't take Bosco. What a fresh dog. I don't want anyone working for me who calls me Baldy. <laughs> I wouldn't stand for... Rochester! Rochester! Oh, I'll answer it myself. Yes? Uh, hello, Mr. Benny. Huh? I'm Sherwood. Oh, yes, yes, Mr. Coleman's butler. Come in, Sherwood. Uh, this is not a social call. <laughs> oh. Well, what is it? Mrs. Coleman would like ten pounds of sugar, three dozen eggs, six quarts of milk, twenty pounds of flour, and a pint of whipping cream. Gosh, what in the world is she baking? Uh, nothing. She's just trying to get even. <laughs> hmm. Well, don't worry. I'll bring everything back. Uh, good. And if possible, bring it tomorrow? Well, I'm sorry. I can't bring it tomorrow. I'm going to San Francisco tonight for a personal appearance. Well, for how long? Well, I open at the Curran Theater tomorrow, and I'll be there till May 10th. I'll be gone for three weeks. Uh, would you mind writing that on a piece of paper, rolling it up, and tying it with a ribbon? Why? Uh, this is Mr. Coleman's birthday. I want to give it to him for a present. Gosh, I didn't know it was Ronnie's birthday. I'll go back with you and congratulate him. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, please don't come back there with me. Why not? Ronnie will be glad to see me. Come on, let's go. Uh, no, no, please. Uh, anyway, Mr. Coleman isn't home. He, he, he went to the movies with Mrs. Coleman. Uh, they went to see uh, Ivanhoe. Oh, yes, yes, Ivanhoe. That's the story about a good night. Uh, good night. <laughs> we interrupt this program. We have interrupted this program to bring you a bulletin from CBS Radio News. The first group of sick and wounded Allied prisoners of war is now being turned over to the United Nations Command by the Communists in Korea. For a direct report, we switch now to Pan Moon Jom. John Rich reporting. This is John Rich at Panwen Jump. The first United Nations prisoners have just been delivered to us here. They're being processed right now. Actually, they're no longer prisoners. They're free men. 
And we have the name of that first man to arrive. The name is Carl Kirchenhauser of Washington Heights, New York. He appears to be in very good shape. And the first UN officer to speak to him says he seemed a little weak, but in good shape, and we'll put him on his feet pretty fast. I'll repeat that name of the first American to return. Carl Kirchenhauser of Washington Heights, New York. Now back to the United States. You have just heard a report on the commencement of the war prisoner exchange in Korea. This report has come to you from CBS Radio News. At 10.30 Eastern Time tonight, over many of these stations, CBS Radio News will present a special program, including the names and home addresses of all American prisoners of war, exchanged up to that time. But if further names come through earlier, we will interrupt our program to bring you those at any moment. We now resume our regularly scheduled program. Coming! Coming! Oh, hello, Don. Hi, Jack. Come on in, Herman. Herman? Yeah. You remember you told me you needed an opening act for your stage show in San Francisco? Yes. I think Herman's your man. It's a great novelty act. Does a wonderful imitation of an electric organ. Look, Don. Go ahead, Herman. Show him. Don. Look. We could have used you earlier. Armand, that that was very good. Gee, thanks. <laughs> but I'm afraid, Herman. I'm afraid it just won't fit into my show. Huh? Well, Jack, if you can't use him on your personal appearance, maybe you can use him on one of your radio programs. On my radio program? Yeah, I have a special arrangement for him, and I'd like you to hear it. It'll be swell. Okay, let me hear it. Oh, doggone it. I left my music out in the car. I'll get it. It'll only take a couple of seconds. Okay. Hey, Don Wilson, uh, Herman, Don Wilson seems to qu uh, think quite a bit of you. Huh? Oh, yeah, we get along fine for neighbors. <laughs> Neighbors? Yeah, I live in the next house to him. I've been living next door to him for years. You have, huh? Tell me, Herman, how is it living next door to Don? Shady. <laughs> I can imagine. Some days... Oh, here's the music, Herman. Oh, gee, thanks. Now, now, Jack, just listen to this number. It's a natural for your radio show. Hit it, Herman. Be happy, go lucky, be happy, go lucky, strap be happy, go lucky, get better taste today. Boodly boo 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 boo. Boodly boo 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 boo. Cookies taste better, cooking the fresh is super. I haven't got time to audition you now for my program. We'll talk about when I get back from San Francisco. Bring him over then, will you, Don? Okay. So long, Jack. So long, Jack. Goodbye, Herman. Bye.
the door, Jack. Well, that was Don Wilson. He had an act for me to audition. Gosh, you're certainly going to a lot of trouble for this personal appearance in San Francisco. Mary, it's not only San Francisco. I've gotten offers from all over the country. I had an offer to appear in Las Vegas for a lot of money. Oh, you think they offered you a lot of money in Las Vegas, eh? Rochester, tell them about the offer I got from the Flamingo Hotel. Fifty cents a bundle, rough drive. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I meant that... Oh, for heaven's sake, there's a phone again. Hello? Hello, Jack. This is Bob Crosby again. Oh, yes, Bob. Say, have you thought over lending me the $500? Well, tell me, Bob, what do you need the money for? The usual thing. I've got to bail Remley out. <laughs> you... You have to bail Remley out? Again! <laughs> Quiet, Rochester. What was he pulled in for this time? Well, he was crossing Sunset Boulevard when the cop arrested him. What was the charge? Jay-crawling. <laughs> something new, isn't it? Jay-crawling? Couldn't Remley convince the cops he was sober? Oh, he tried to. They gave him all kinds of sobriety tests. Finally, to prove he was sober, Frankie decided to walk a straight line, and that's when they arrested him. Why? It was up the side of a building. <laughs> I really ought to let him stay in and teach him a good lesson, but I need him for my show in San Francisco. All right, Bob, I'll lend you the money. But I wish you'd please tell Remley and the rest of the musicians... Jack, I have to cut it short. I'm phoning from a pay booth in Hollywood. A pay booth? Jack, you could only get your dime back, not his. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. So long, Bob. So long. Well, who is that, Mr. Benny? Bob Crosby. What do you want? Well, Dennis, this is a personal call. It doesn't concern you or any member of my cast. Oh, I'm not a member of your cast. I'm with the Brooklyn Dodgers. <laughs> what? You hoid me. Well, cut that out. And, Dennis, I don't want to hear any more about you joining... Oh, for heaven's sake, there's the door again. I'll what? get it, boy. No, I better go. It's probably for me. Excuse me, kids. Yes? Uh, are you Jack Benny? <laughs> yes. Uh, your agent sent me over to audition for your show in San Francisco. <laughs> I'm a singer. Oh. Well, come in, Miss... Miss... Uh, Charmaine Francois. <laughs> Charmaine Francois? Oh, then you must have been born in France. No, Pismo Beach. <laughs> oh, then your, your parents were French. No, my mother's Spanish and my father's Norwegian. Then how come they gave you a French name? When I was born, my head was shaped like the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Well, duck down a little and come in. <laughs> Look, at, we'll, um, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll go into my study and I'll give you an audition. Okay, but no funny business. <laughs> Look, 
don't miss. That's where the piano is. Come in. Here we are. Now, what about your accompanist? I always accompany myself. Oh, you do, huh? Well, all right, go ahead. Let me hear the audition. If you see my darling with somebody new, keep it a secret, whatever you do. Miss Francois. Why should you tell me? Miss Francois. Eiffel Tower. Miss Francois. With some girl he Ava Gardner. No attention. With Miss America. Sorry, miss, that's not exactly what I had in mind for my opening act. Anyway, I already have a girl singer, Giselle McKenzie. Giselle McKenzie? What has she got that I haven't got? A nice round head. <laughs> now, uh, Miss Francois, I'll... Come on, I'll see you to the door. Goodbye, miss. It was nice meeting you. Likewise, I'm sure. <laughs> hey, get away from me! Get away from me! Leave her alone, Bosco. I didn't give her the job. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, pardon me, miss. <laughs> Stupid dog! Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back in a few seconds to tell you about my television show, which goes on immediately after this program. But first, here's an important announcement. A quarter of a million homes go up in smoke each year. Most of these fires could have been prevented. Keep highly inflammable materials out of the house. Check for faulty wiring. Empty all ashtrays before retiring. Don't smoke in bed. Remember, only you can prevent fires. Thank you. Jack will be back in just a moment. But first, nothing, no nothing beats better taste. And remember... Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. For Lucky's strike means fine tobacco, richer tasting. Fine tobacco. Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky strike. Lucky strike. In spite of all you hear about cigarette smoking today, one basic truth remains. It's the taste of a cigarette that counts. Nothing, no nothing beats better taste. 
and Lucky's taste better, cleaner, fresher, smoother. There are good reasons for it. Lucky's are made better to taste better, made round and firm and fully packed to draw freely and smoke evenly. Naturally, that will give you a better smoke. Then, too, better taste in the cigarette must begin with the tobacco. And LSMFT, Lucky Strike, means fine tobacco. Fine, light, mild tobacco with its own wonderful taste and an aroma that's even better. So remember, friends, only fine tobacco in a better-made cigarette can give you Lucky's better taste. And only better taste can give you the real deep-down smoking enjoyment you want. So be happy. Go Lucky. Next time, ask for a carton of Lucky Strike. Be happy, go lucky, get better taste today. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, in exactly 30 seconds, I'll be doing my television show. I hope that all of you people with television sets will tune me in. And those of you who don't must have a neighbor who has one. So on your mark, get set, go! Gosh, one man went right through his window. <laughs> Good night, folks. See you in 30 seconds. Any program this week was written by Milt Josephsberg, John Tackerberry, Al Gordon, Hal Goldman, and produced and transcribed by Hilliard Marks. Be sure to hear The American Way with Horace Height for Lucky Strike every Thursday over this same station.